Welcome to episode one of the Anglican Internet Church seasonal video series, Jessima, the Pre-Lenten Season. I'm Father Ron Shibley, founder and director of the Anglican Internet Church. The objective of the series is to help traditional Christians toward a better understanding of the doctrines and practices of the Church Universal in a world that is at war with Christianity. The focus of episode one is, What's a Jessima? A discussion of the name I have applied to the season and a closer look at worship for Septuagesima Sunday using the 1928 Book of Common Prayer. Jessima is a contraction for days or days of, based upon the Latin name for Lent, quadragesima, or the 40 days, not counting Sundays before Easter. In traditional Anglican prayer books, such as the 1928 Book of Common Prayer, the name refers to three Sundays in pre-Lent, Septuagesima, Sexagesima, and Quinquagesima Sundays. In the early Roman Catholic tradition and the first millennium of the Church, the entire three-week period was known as Septuagesima season. These three Sundays are treated differently in other Church organizations. In the Roman Catholic Church, as a result of the Vatican II reforms in 1969 A.D., these three Sundays were reduced to ordinary Sundays. The Church of England and its American counterpart followed the Roman Church's lead, and the Sundays are now called the Sunday Next, Second Sunday, or Third Sunday before Lent. Most Protestant denominations do not recognize the Jessima or pre-Lenten Sundays at all. There is no similar tradition in the Eastern Church, which observes Forgiveness Sunday on the last Sunday before Lent. The illustration is a detail I extracted from a large 15th century oil on canvas painted by Giorgio Vasari, showing Gregory the Great at a ceremonial dinner. Gregory the Great, Pope from 590 A.D. to 604 A.D., is associated with the earliest Lenten celebrations in the Roman Catholic Church. Jessima, or pre-Lent, is a three-week period of transition from the festive Nativity Epiphany celebrations to the penitential season of Lent. Appropriately, the liturgical color for stoles, chasubles, pyramids, and draping of crosses in the Jessima season is purple. In some continuing church Anglican jurisdictions, the color for Jessima is green. Another tradition of the Jessima Sundays is the suspension of the singing of Alleluia's and the Gloria, which are not sung again until Easter morning. This practice began informally around the 9th century and was made obligatory in the Roman Church in the 11th century. The illustrations are an external cross draped in purple and a purple stole offered at Amazon.com. 
The calendar dates for the three Jessima Sundays are determined annually based upon the date of Easter, using the rules established by the Council of Nicaea in 325 A.D. Under the rules, when Easter is at its earliest possible date, the earliest possible date for Septuagesima Sunday, the first of the three Sundays, is January 18th. And conversely, when Easter is at its latest possible date, the latest possible date for the start of Jessima is February 22nd. Septuagesima is Latin, meaning 70 days. In reality, it is actually 63 days before Easter. The old Roman Catholic method, the reasons for which remain unclear, counted East Sunday twice. The illustration is the central detail of the altar, statues, and stained glass windows at the Cathedral of the Most Holy Trinity, an Anglican church built between 1885 and 1905 in Hamilton, Bermuda. For more on the ripple effect, if you will, of the early start of Jessima season, and the effect it has on Epiphany season on the Anglican calendar, watch episode two in the AIC seasonal video series, Epiphany, the Manifestation of Christ to the Gentiles, available using the episode links on the digital library page at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net. Since Septuagesima is a movable and not a fixed feast, there is no eve of Septuagesima Sunday and therefore no specific readings assigned for the night before. The readings in the 1928 Book of Common Prayer for Septuagesima Sunday are 1 Corinthians 9, 24-27 and Matthew 21-16. As noted earlier, St. Gregory the Great was a leading force in the development of the church season of Lent as a season of church-wide penitence. The illustration is a 19th-century stained-glass window at Staybrook, Belgium, of St. Gregory the Great, with pen in hand, poised over a book as the Holy Spirit, in the form of a dove, speaks into his left ear. The collect for Septuagesima Sunday was adapted by Archbishop Cranmer from the 15th the Gregorian Sacramentary for the 1549 Book of Common Prayer. O Lord, we beseech thee favorably to hear the prayers of thy people, that we, who are justly punished for our offenses, may be mercifully delivered by thy goodness. For the glory of thy name, through Jesus Christ our Savior, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. The epistle reading for Septuagesima Sunday is 1 Corinthians 9, verses 24 to 27. Continuing in the manner seen in the readings for the Sundays after Epiphany, St. Paul continues his teaching on the Christian virtues, in this case, diligence and temperance, presented in the context of what would later be called Christian spirituality. The race to which he refers in the reading is for a spiritual, that is, imperishable, and not an earthly crown. 
the imperishable crown being salvation in the heavenly kingdom. The illustration is an 11th century mosaic of St. Paul at Cora Church, officially Church of the Holy Savior near Constantinople, now Istanbul. This is the same church seen on the home page at the AIC website. The Gospel reading for Septuagesima Sunday is Matthew 20, verses 1 to 16, popularly called the parable of the laborers in the vineyard or the parable of the first and the last. The men in it are hired at a daily wage, a denarius, which is worth about $40 in 21st century money. The men are hired for work in the vineyard, a spiritual allusion to our daily life in the world. They are hired at varying times, from early in the morning to third hour, meaning 9 a.m., sixth hour, which is noon, ninth hour, 3 p.m., and eleventh hour means about 5 p.m. The trouble came when those hired at earlier times protested that those hired late in the day got the same wage. Jesus rebukes the complainer. Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with them for a desenarius? Take what is yours and go your way. I wish to give to his last man the same as to you. Is it not lawful for me to do what I wish with my own things? Or is your eye evil because mine is good? So the last will be first and the first last, for many are called, but few chosen. The reading was likely intended to remind us that conversion is just as valid at the last minute as at the first. For example, St. Paul, who called himself the least of the apostles, was a persecutor of the church who came late to the Christian faith, but whose conversion is just as valid as those of the original twelve. The illustration is a stained-glass window of St. Matthew, one of a set of four at St. Peter's Collegiate Church in Wolverhampton, England. There are no hymns with lyrics specific to any of the Jessima Sundays. The 1940 hymnal suggests several songs, either a penitence or a praise of the glory of God. In the St. Chrysostom hymnal, I added 15 opening, 9 closing, and a wide selection of hymns directed to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Trinity, and also several general hymns of praise, all of which are set to easily sung tunes. Among those suitable for the for Jessima's season are as an opening hymn, In Thy Name, O Lord, Assembly, written by Thomas Kelly in 1815 A.D. and arranged to the tune Sicilian Mariners. As a sermon or sequence hymn, Sing Praise to God Who Reigns Above, written by Johann Schutz in 1556 A.D. and arranged to the tune Mitfreudens Art. Two other suitable hymns for Jessima Sundays are O My Soul, Bless God the Father, an anonymous by an, by an anonymous author around 1871 A.D. and arranged to the familiar tune Stuttgart, and as a closing hymn, Now That the Sun is Shining Bright, 
another anonymous composition from the mid-19th century arranged to the tune St. Agnes. You can learn more about the hymnal using the virtual bookstore link at the bottom of our homepage. Other AIC resources relative to topics or persons mentioned in this episode include the Bible study video series New Testament Gospels, the reading for Septuagesima Sunday, and the parable of the labors in the vineyard is discussed and illustrated by Historic Church Art in Episode 6. In the Christian Education video series, The Lives of the Saints, in the first series focused on the 1928 BCP Saints, St. Paul is commemorated in Episode 5, and St. Matthew in episode 14. In the second series, focused on other saints, St. Gregory the Great is commemorated in episode 14. Episodes are linked from the digital library page with podcast versions linked from the podcast archive page. The podcast homily for Septuagesima Sunday is linked from the podcast homilies page. From the AIC Bookstore publication, from our newest book, The Gospel of Matthew Annotated and Illustrated, The Parable of the Laborers in the Vineyard is discussed in Chapter 20. Books can be ordered in paperback or Kindle versions using the virtual bookstore link at the bottom of the home page. Finally, there is Father Ron's blog, a page where I post usually weekly the latest news and information about new videos and podcasts and about planned projects for the future. I invite you to subscribe to this page by clicking the Follow Anglican Internet Church tab in the right-hand column. Subscribers receive notification from our site host, WordPress.com, of each new posting. Thank you for joining me for episode one. Next time, in episode two, I will discuss the final two Sundays in Jessima season, Sexagesima Sunday and Quinquagesima Sunday, plus Shrove Tuesday, the final day before the start of Lent. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be merciful to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Glory be to God for all things. Amen. This program has been a presentation of the Anglican Internet Church. We invite you to visit our website and make use of its resources at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net.